everybody. Welcome back to episode 11 here at the Hayden, Alabama podcast. My name is Philip. I'm Brad. And we're happy that you have joined us today. We've got another great episode and it's going to start out in a place that we're familiar. So we're going to, we're going to head to some old yellow and black territory. Dollar General 4, the empire strikes back. <laughs> it strikes back. I That's love right. it. So we were tagged. So we want to thank Amy Hall from West Blunt Lawn and Tractor, episode, that would have been episode eight. That's the prequel to tonight, I think. That's right. So she tagged us in in a post that talks about Dollar General number four in the Hayden School District, up Skyline Drive, up by Nikki Samishak, I believe was the final uh, description on that. So, Brett, what do you think? Well, we compared it to kudzu, and yeah. I don't think there's been a truer statement in any episode. It's growing. It is. What are they going? I'm starting to think like if if you notice when you look around, when you go into the DGs one, two, and three. Yeah. Have you seen a fully stocked one yet? <laughs> no. I'm starting to think we need to consolidate them and and have one fully stocked store. If they all came together, it might be fully stocked. That's right. So I had a great encounter this last week. So I had the the worst sty that I've ever had. It honestly looked like Bethany had hit me. I mean, my whole eye was black. It was swollen. And I've had some styes, but this was the first time that I had one that's internal. So it was on the internal side of my top eyelid, and it was it was awful. But anyway, so I went in there to get some sty relief. You know, the drops, the miracle sty drops, because I was just at that point in my life. Something had to give it to me or the sty. Right. What's the over and under that, that Dollar General had the sty drops? I don't know. Sty's the limit. Sty's the <laughs> limit. I love it. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you, zero. They yeah. had absolutely no sty drops in there. There was a place for them. But now I didn't go to all three of them, just the one by. The you would think such a sticonic chain as DG. <laughs> <laughs> they would... uh. They would have the the medication that you needed for your eye. No failure. All right. Total fail there. Uh, they, but, you know, I was disappointed, but we made it through. My style's better. It no longer looks like I'm an abused husband. That's right. Yeah, you like, that eyelid was looking like it nine was, miles of bad road last week. But it was swole. Yeah. It was swole. A little like Big Papa Pump. Oh, yeah. Like the Steiner recliner on my eye. Yep. Well, that's good. So, anyway, more to come. I'm, I'm looking forward to number four. We've got to be hitting some sort of national record. Do you think at the conferences at Dollar General, when they do their yearly conference, do they say, well, the model that we like to go after is Hayden, Alabama? When the when the mafia got together and they discussed Vegas, I, I feel like that's what the, the higher-ups at DG have done. They're like, there's this place called Hayden. Hayden, Alabama. Yeah. It's got this great podcast about it. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't start doing like split DGs and charity bingo. What are you going to do if if we get a call one day from Dollar General Corporate and say, we've been hearing a lot about you guys. Cease, y'all, cease and desist. Like, actually, like, y'all are obsessed with our store, uh, so would y'all quit talking about us? I'm like, Maybe if you stock your shelf, I'll consider it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to work out a deal. It's not a money deal. It's yeah. just a matter of you being fully supplied. All right. Well, good. Well, that's so that's uh, exciting. Dollar General number four, potentially, in the Hayden area. What's our second topic? All right. So next up, we've got the uh, the track meet that we had yesterday. Yeah. 
So it went pretty well. Uh, I think uh, I didn't realize the differences in, in challenges in running a varsity meet. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since we did it at, the, at that high school level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's yeah. just uh, – what, what's it? Murphy's Law. If oh, it, that's if a it good can one. go wrong, it, it, it can. <clears throat> but I felt like, other than me forgetting my kid on the bus at the <laughs> high school – or I'm sorry. I didn't know if you were going to share that. Just sh- share the whole thing. Like, just sure. tell the story. Tell the story. Of, of like, that. Okay. But, so, um, my wife, who teaches at the uh, the career tech school in Cleveland, mm-hmm. by default, she's not at ground zero to right. to handle the kids who are all in Hayden schools. So, I got three different kids on three different campuses, but at least I've got one on the same campus with me. So, there's one taken care of. Case, he can get himself to the, um, the track and everything mm-hmm. okay. And then there's Mage, who's instructing. Major Mage, That's baby. right. He, he knows to not get off the bus until he sees me standing there. That way there's never any confusion. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm supposed to go down and get him. Again, this is the second time this month. Mm. But in between, I'm not. it's not that I'm up for father of the year or neglector of the year. Right. It's, um, man, it is, you talk about a whirlwind, like 50 different people asking you for yeah. things and saying, what do I do with this? Where do we go? What? Where does this go? Mm-hmm. Um, we need to place this over here. We need uh, the measuring tape there, uh, the stakes over here for the throwing events. Um, and next thing I know, I'm supposed to get him off the bus at 3. It's 3.07 with a, a call of a reminder from my wife. And I'm like, mm. Mm. you're going to have to help me out on this one. That, yeah. So. But, you know, we we got great friends at the high school, great co-workers, and they know Major, and, and they helped us out of that again. Everybody knows Major. Yes. So he just goes up and does his thing and waits at the high school till Ashley comes through and gets him. So it's not like he was standing somewhere by himself. He didn't he didn't hitchhike up 160 to get back to right. the track meet when he realized. <clears throat> so, but, yeah, we, we, our solution to that is it's Ashley's problem now. So oh, he's... <laughs> she's going to help me out on that. So she's going to go and get Major. On the days that we have track meets, so he go. doesn't get to just wander around the right. Hayden campuses wondering where to go. Running where? Where's my dad? That's right. Well, I want to say this before I'm not, you know, I'm not here to to defend you or whatever, but I just want to say this: if if you've ever been a coach, if you've ever been responsible for a team, there's that level of responsibility that comes with that. Right. You're just responsible for the game plan, who's going to be where, all those things. So you have that. But then in addition to what a normal coach has on their plate, you're trying to get everything set up at the track. And, and people don't know what to do, so that's your 50 questions. Where do I need to go? What do I need to do? So you're trying to keep all this on the table. And then there was just one thing. That was a very significant thing. He was major mage. Right. But he was taking care of, like you said, he was taking care of good people. Just right. like a family. The Wildcat Nation That's took right. care of mage. I, I could not have forgotten him at a better school. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, but as far as the process of the meet, I, th- I think it went well. We had some um, good competition there. Pennington, they're very strong in track. Got great distance runners. Field events are always good. Uh, Addison, little 1A Addison up in Winston County, mm-hmm. I think. You talk about some boys that like they live in the, the weight room and on the farm. Mm. Good-looking athletes. They got a on history. that cornbread. That's right. They got a history of winning championships up there. Um, Curry came in. Um, Locust Fork. And us, that was the five schools, so uh, it was it was another good tune-up, you know, getting us ready to, you know, figure yeah. out this thing, how to run an effective track meet. And um, 
I think overall it was just a good, a good track meet, good experience. The kids had a good time, good clean, classy competition, yeah. everything, no hiccups. Yeah. And and we just we kind of found what we could do to improve it, and hopefully next time, which should be Monday, Lord willing, the weather will wow, cooperate. Already, yeah, we're another one a, at Hayden. Yeah, the reason that we ended up with this uh, meet at Hayden because there was a, a crazy situation in, in Jefferson County. There's a circuit between Center Point and Corner. They alternate hosting track meets, and Jefferson County, which is significantly larger in population than Blount County, mm-hmm. with our seven schools, uh, they were going to have thirty teams at center point whoa from center point it then got moved to carver high school which only had one jump pit and and we had issue yesterday with one jump pit for only five schools so then we're like we're going to pull out of that we're going to create our own meet and we're going to have a, a good little competition of oh. just local schools and so that's how we end up with monday good anybody so want to celebrate from yesterday anybody from hayden yeah we we had a I th- there's the the usual people that are our leaders and they perform well. Lynette St. John, our defending state champion in 5A for the 300 hurdles, she was dominant in everything. She won the javelin, won both hurdles. Uh, their four by one relay team won. Wow. Um, so, but what I was most impressed with was our our younger kids who've transitioned. Uh, like Brooklyn Grant, we talked to her last night. Uh, it was her first time in the 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marley Jo Heinrich, uh, she uh, was a little – she didn't give herself enough credit for what she was going to do in the 300 hurdles. She placed and scored points for us. We've got three, uh, about four freshman boys that don't look like freshman boys. It's uh, Ulrich Wiley, um, Tanner Verdozia, John Colson, and who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Wiley, Colson. Vidozia, Joshua Martin. These kids are, are dudes, mm. and they're going to be something special for us. And, uh-huh. and they're all scoring points and performing at a high level. Ashton Bunn had a great meet. Uh, Lawson Rathbone, he performed well. And if I'll leave out anybody. You know who you are. Just go on alabamarunners.com and look who scored points, and that will tell you who, who performed well. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, who else performed well was our little youngsters, our seventh and eighth graders who got out there and got after it and worked. Right. Had a lot of parent volunteers and just a lot of people contributed to helping it, it be a good meet. Awesome, man. All right. That is encouraging. I'm sure people are ready to move on to some some clanging of bats, too. It's man. time of year. So we're, we're recording this on Friday night, and we just got word that the Lady Wildcats put it on the fork tonight, 18-0 to in the county champion. So in the county championship, excuse me. So, wow. I wish we had a, a total – tally you know how we had baseball the boys outscored what 50 to 50 one something yeah i would like to see a combined boys and girls softball mm-hmm. earns uh, earned runs versus giving up runs yeah i i'd like to see it too but pretty pretty impressive though. so go wildcast uh baseball representing softball representing brought both the trophy trophies home to the act what we used to be acton road what is it now atwood did I say Acton? Atwood Road. What yeah. is it now? It's, it's still Atwood. What was it when it was at the old high school? 160? I don't know. Is that what the address was? Surely that one. Anyway, bringing that's, it home to that's Hayden. back in your old Hayden days. And but, see, that's been so long ago now. Yeah, I can that's, barely back, even. that's back when I was um, an old warrior. Right. I think, I think we were either on Montgomery or Poplar Street. I can't remember. Yeah. So, there you go. It may have been an avenue. Speaking of... Atwood Road. Atwood, yeah. 
a few years ago, one of our Spirit Pack shirts. One of the best ones I've ever seen. Man, I've got to bring that back. I liked it. It was good. The front, Say it. The front was the cat head, and the back was 125 Atwood mm-hmm. Road versus everybody. Versus everybody. Yeah. I, I didn't come up with that. I stole it from some football documentary. It's still good. Yeah. I liked it. It was some school in New Orleans, I think. I was like, I like that. I'm stealing that. Good job. Well, congratulations once again. So what about our third? Where can we go to from here? All right. How about on up the road to Hansville to Wallace State Community College? Man. What's the program you want to talk about? So I want to – I read an article. I think it was the Coleman Times. It was talking about Wallace State Community College, which I love Wallace State. I, I, I did a little time there. That's I did where too. I went to nursing school. But I loved Wallace. I went there two days. My time there was a lot longer than two days. Okay. I tried to get a bachelor's degree from there, but they <laughs> didn't have him. Anyway, so Wallace State Community College, they have a diesel mechanic program. You can find this online, the article. But I just wanted to take a moment to celebrate that. 100, in the article it says 100% placement rate. So that's 100% of the students in their program get a job which I thought today with all the student debt and people complaining, I've got all this debt, but I can't get a job or whatever. These kind of programs need to be really considered. When you think about, look, I'm looking to get an education and I'm looking to start working. This is a place to look. 100, they, they, they can say that everybody gets a job. And, and look, so a couple of things, diesel mechanics are always going to be needed. Every, everything that's delivered across this country is Mm-hmm. basically at some point in an 18-wheeler diesel truck. And then also, it, it mentioned in the article, pay is from $16 an hour all the way up to over $100,000 a year if you're really good at what you do. Which is more than I make as a teacher with two degrees and 17 years experience. So yeah. pretty pretty good start. Yeah, and this the in the article, it's highlighting a young lady who's doing it. And, you know, obviously they're kind of – saying that this is not just a man's game anymore. If this is something you're interested in, you can do it. They even talked about you may have some handicaps or some disabilities. It doesn't even limit that because of the tools that they have today. We we took the uh, a class up there several years ago, and they were very complimentary of, of women because of their steady hand. Mm-hmm. Guys are a little bit more shaky, more, you know, mm-hmm. just grab it and throw it on there, you know forceful with it but the, they said the ladies are just very and this was the welding instructor that told us this he you said definitely want a steady hand for that yeah he said the ladies had a, a very steady hand with the, the welding yeah so well a couple of things i wanted a couple of reasons why i want to talk about that one wallace state doing a great thing right here just down the road mm-hmm. it's a great option they talked about if if money's a problem financial aid's a problem that they have ways that you can get scholarships for this program so you don't have to maybe those barriers can be taken away but i wanted to we got some seniors that's going to be graduating soon maybe they're thinking about well what am i going to do i hey i thought this was a great opportunity to talk about and just say hey maybe we'll take a look at that but also here's another thing you know that's work but that's good contributing work that's right and i would love to see i feel like and and you know how, how do you back this up or whatever i feel like that our country as a nation in america today we don't celebrate contributions celebrate work as much as we should it makes me uh it makes me think of the meme i'm not sure if you've seen it but it's got the guy sitting at the sitting up with his little 
his coffee and his man bun and his tight flannel shirt. And he talks about his degree in, in feminine and gender studies. Mm. Who thinks he's above this guy over here who was a, a lineman at a power company. Yeah. And it said he's unemployed, owes 200000 in student debt. And then the other guy that he's making fun of is coming to cut his power off because he can't pay his pay power bill. bill. Wow. <laughs> That's where we are as a society. We have that elitist view, don't we? I think we do. And I would love to see us turn back and really start celebrating the working man, start celebrating a good hard day's work, contributing right. to society. I, I mean, I, I would love to see that uh, pendulum swing back the other way. Well, I know you're doing that. You put your girls to work the other day. You know, I, I th- it's – it's not a punishment. Mm-hmm. I feel like that we have, as a society, we as a you know a, a, a mindset, if you yeah. will, a viewpoint that we look at people who work down. Well, work is not a down. Work is good. Work, correction, discipline. It's not what you did to them. It's what you did for them. Well, I, and I'm a girl dad. And we're 100% opposite. So mm-hmm. your boy dad, I'm a girl dad, three and three, both sides. Right. I've got, I want to know that they can survive. Mm-hmm. If I die in a car wreck tonight or whatever, I want to know that I've taught them a few things so that, just like when we wash dishes. And I know we're kind of going on a rant here that we didn't talk about, but they've, they've complained before that they had to wash the dishes. But here's my thought. If you can wash dishes, you can what? You can eat. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, it may not be what you want to do for the rest of your life, but you can at least go. Somebody pay you to wash dishes right. at a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? So teaching these little things, I think, are good. They're not punishments. They're helps. Give you an example. Uh, there was a, um, a preacher when we were at Enon years ago. He was filling in, and he was talking about the mission trips that they went on, and they were in one in, in Moscow. The unemployment rate at that time, I think it was something stupid like 30 to 35%. Whoa. And then they start bussing in these outside people who were, you know, from a different country. And they're coming in and they're unloading them by the bus full. And they're going in to work in a chicken processing plant. Mm -hmm. And he said, what are those people doing? He said, we bust them in. We don't do that kind of work. This is in Russia? Yes. So that's what that socialist slash communist mindset does when you think that you are entitled to everything that someone else has without putting in the grind or putting in the work yeah it 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 makes you above think you are above the work but then it puts you below the poverty line because your inability and unwillingness to work yeah love the biblical model of work the man doesn't work he shouldn't eat that's what it says. That's right. It's not our words. That's God's words. You can yeah. take it up with him. Yeah, yeah. So, You're mad about that. Right? That's right. <laughs> and it's good. But, you know, again, work can be a really good thing. Every job's not for everybody. But if you can find a job that you're good at, that you enjoy doing, man, it's not even like working. It's a real satisfaction you get from contributing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and do, you know, seeing, producing something with your hands. When you get through with something, you can look at that and take pride in that. Like last night. I, exactly right. When I, when I went up to the concession stand at 1 o'clock this morning because I wasn't sure if I turned something off mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure everything was right, mm-hmm. at one point I was sitting there thinking, why do I do this? Why do I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. And then I got up there and I looked at that facility and I thought about the scene that was there earlier after the chaos had kind of slowed down and I saw that 
that beautiful facility that we've been blessed with. I'm like, man, it is worth it. It's worth it. It, it looked good. The kids, they worked hard. They set it up for the next meet. We're ready to go on Monday. And, man, the, the kids are loving it. And, and they're taking pride in it, too. So makes it worth it. It does. And we appreciate what you do, Brad. I mean, I know you don't, you probably don't hear that enough, but it's, uh, I mean, I know the kids love it more than you realize, more than they'll ever tell you. So, well, keep it up, man. Appreciate the encouragement, but man, they, our kids make it easy. Um, we're not notorious for winning championships at a high level, but man, we got some good kids. They'll always remember it. That's right. I look back, I can't tell you, not many days pass by that I don't think back to something, a sporting event, a game. You know, whatever. So, right. so those are good things. There's a little bit of a rant, but I think it was a good rant. Oh yeah, always good to talk about sports and work and yeah. kids. So, what's our next subject today? Let's transition into some. This is going to be kind of based off the video that we watched earlier. A little bit of ump action mm. slash referee. Umpire. This can go into all officiating. We can start off with baseball and softball. But we're good at chasing rabbits, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll start off with baseball, softball, because that's where we are. I mean, high school obviously has been going for a while, but, you know, my world is still at the park because my kids mm-hmm. are young. And so we're fixing to get started tomorrow. It's kind of like opening, opening day for the regular season at Hayden. We have the event down there tonight, the fireworks, the op- you know, the parade for the kids to go in. Oh, that's really good. You know, I love that about small town, mm-hmm. the little parades and things that you do. So that, you know, the kids, you should have seen them. So we were waiting there at the T right there at Traditions Field and the five and six year old boys. I mean, it's surprising that there were any grass, that any grass was still left on the hillside. I mean, hundreds of times they just run up it and slide down it and run up it and slide. You nice. should have seen it. Well, those I days done that a few times. Those days are over at Hayden, aren't they? All the riprap, oh, the rock, yeah, well, you, you know, <laughs> you pay, pay pay the price, That's right? But that was good. So I thought, <clears throat> as we talked, it'd be just kind of good to have some fun. Let's let's keep this light. Talking about some, we're going to talk about ump avatars because you've all seen them. If you've coached or you've been to a game, there's just some avatars there that that umpires have, and so we're going to talk about some of those, and then we're going to share. When you say avatar, are you talking like stereotypes? Yeah, like a stereotype. Okay. A different kind. Like, I'm going to give you one. And we had this experience at, I think I was at Corner last year. So, the the umpire that is ready to go home. For whatever reason, maybe the game's in overtime. Maybe it's not. Maybe he had a, he had a plan, but those, those calls begin to correlate with his desire to get out of here. The strike zone goes from – you know, right here to to right here. Everything you throw up, there's a strike. Every close plays an out. Not a good one. Did you see the video recently of the, I think it was a college game. I don't know if it was Mississippi Valley or, or somebody like that. The I guess there was some jawing between the ump and the players, and it was so blatant. The guy, he, he called a, I think they argued because he the catcher dropped his mitt and it was low called strike so the batter took exception to that so then the next pitch it was wide it was completely out of the strike zone he rung him up ball game <laughs> whoa nice yeah yeah it's, it's not good to be ugly to the umpire that's right i've always said that too as a football coach like i just don't think that you you just don't do yourselves any favor by belittling or mm-hmm. question no if you need some help i don't think that you should sit back and just say hey 
there, there's a way to approach him. But hey, Mr. Official, uh, 72, he's, he's killing us over there with that hole. You, can you keep an eye on him? Mm-hmm. There you, they respond to that. Yeah. You, you approach them with respect and just a need for help. Mm-hmm. But man, when you just, if you take a time out to just chew on their ear, I, I think you're setting yourself up for more no calls later. And let's say this too, while you're there. So there you're mentioning the coaching side. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also another side there. Well, there's the player too, which is never, you're never going to win as the player opening your mouth, being That's a smart right. man that, that been there, done that. But what about the fans? Sometimes the fans can make it worse on your team because, I mean, that boy, they will rail. Parents, shut up. Sometimes. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all, but be quiet. When when I put out a handbook for each of the sports that I coach, I have the three statements in there. Let the coaches coach. Let the kids play. Parents, come and support your kids. Love them. Mm. We don't need your help calling a game. Mm. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, that's just – some people say that's like a rite of passage to argue calls. Yeah, do it. That's fine, but do it in a classy way. Don't. There's a classy way, and a lot of I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there is an extreme shortage in officials right now. I'm going to talk about that. that. That's actually one of the comments that came in on the Facebook group speaks directly to that, and that's a that's a problem, and that's what led to the problem that they talk about. This is more of a financial thing. It was to benefit us not having to pay entry fees but to also provide our own officials five of us got certified as track officials um so i mean they're hard to find uh Mm -hmm. if you go to get a crew of officials they're expensive yeah uh but they don't make enough to take that kind of abuse that's what i was gonna say think about it on the other side of the fence that man or woman is there making i mean let's just be honest it's not a mint they're not going to buy a new car mm-hmm. on the way home from the ballpark. So kind of let that guide your right. reverse the roles. What if, what if that official talked to your kid? That's the athlete, the way you're talking to him. Not, not a good look. Not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen the video of the, um, it's a, it's a shorter man. He's calling a baseball game. And these mamas are giving it to him, buddy. They're heckling. They're mm-hmm. just – and then they start attacking his height. He picks the balls up, drops them, walks out. Done. He says, I'm done. Well, everybody's got a breaking point, don't they? Yeah. Well, he didn't come for that. That's right. He shook the dust off his feet, and <laughs> he went on to the next one. He's gone. So there's one. So there's the, the, the umpire that's ready to get out of there. Mm-hmm. What about another one? How about a walking rule book? Mm. How about the one that knows everything and, and there's there's no grace, there's no mercy, no matter the, the age level? I got you, yeah. I've, I've experienced that one before. <laughs> Line 4.6, uh, yeah. subparagraph 3. Man, you talk about a constitution. Those things are, are thick. Yeah, they, they can be. Yeah. That's, I got a third one. What you got? What about the umpire who's never played before? Just decided just to get into umpiring, but has never really been kind of part of the game. God rest his soul, kind of like Mike Leach. Didn't have much of a football background, but made a great college football coach, an innovator. (laughs) 
And sometimes you do see that. Uh-huh. Sometimes, though, as a coach, you you pick it out and you go, what no you, idea. What are you doing? Because there's 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 a, a certain level when you play the game, you kind of learn the game through activity. But if you're, I mean, and I and I and I have sympathy here. I'm not being ridiculous. But if your only knowledge of the game is what you got in that clinic, mm-hmm. or your only knowledge of the game is what you read out of a book, it's going to be very difficult to call the game. I, I, I can't speak for all people, but you know we, we know the saying, experience is the best teacher. Yes. Anything that I have learned about football or track, it's not been from a book. It's been from other men that I've been around. I've watched them. Yeah. I saw what worked. I tried to apply it. I saw what didn't work. Mm-hmm. Try to stay away from that. But man, just watching other people and and listening to what people have to say. What a teacher. Yeah. So any other right. avatars? This would be kind of a transition into basketball. But how about let me give you one more before okay. we go to basketball. Let me give you one more because we had uh, two comments weigh in on when I asked in the Facebook group. And thank you for, for responding to the Facebook group. But two of them were kind of a story type things. And one of them was – I've got another one too. <laughs> one of them was this the one umpire deal. Because of the shortage, mm-hmm. the high school doesn't even have two umpires to call the game sometimes – and so you got a guy behind the plate, obviously. No, no, he was actually – when I went and watched him, he had to be in the middle behind the pitcher's mound. So he's behind the pitcher's mound calling balls and strikes, and now his head's on a swivel for any time the ball's hit. You know, he doesn't even have backup if his two eyes don't see it. You know, so that's <clears> – <throat> when we're already having a shortage of trying to get people in it, that's just another word to kind of – we need to support them. As best we can. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to hold them accountable. I'm not saying that you just let them get away with murder. That's right. But, you know, think about that because we need some people to call the games. It's not very fun if mom and dad's out there having to call the game. That's not going to be good. I just kind of had a – I don't know if this is a good one, but maybe you can speak to this one. How about the intoxicated umpire? Wow. <laughs> had a few – We've had, all heard stories. Had a few Budweiser's on the way to the game yeah, after work. That's right. He started pre-gaming, tailgating. He's like, man, these parents are going to be rough. Karen's going to be at me about the strike zone. It's, Her five-foot-five husband who <laughs> never played a, a day of competitive sport, he's going to tell me what I did wrong. It's little Bobby's first year. That's right. He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. That's right. I can imagine there's some there's some stories out there on their side. Yeah, I've never umpired. I've thought about it. I, I've never played a lot of ball, but I've never umpired, so I can't speak directly to it. Yeah, uh, you remember when our kids used to play the little upward football league? Like whenever, oh yeah, before they had the kids calling the games and, and made it a job for them. Like they would, they'd say, "All right, we need coaches." Congratulations, you're now an official also. You get to ref a couple games. Exactly, yeah. Uh, man, somebody was in my ear about that. They got and, on you a little bit? Well, he said, they were like. You know the out. rules, Coach? Can we, can we get a timeout? I mean, I, I could. I, I didn't know if he was talking to me. I'm standing 10 yards away from him. He said, well, he said, I asked you four times. Can you? I said, you're going to have to ask me louder. So, sorry to scream. Speak but up. Speak up, son. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I, I would never make it. You might have a hard time. I would. That's why I don't do it. Maybe so. 
Track's a great laid back sport. There's usually no. Since I'm saying this, there's going to be an ugly back half You'll of the season. You'll blow up on Monday. Yeah, I hope not. All right, last one on the on the on the and this one kind of speaks to me because if if you're a parent out there and this is going to speak to you, if you're a parent out there, I, I know y'all aren't the baseball people right now, but these bats are outrageous. You know, used to when you and I were a kid, we had one bat on the team. Everybody used it. It's not like that anymore. And these things are out. You know, they three and four hundred dollars a piece. About those, those house payment bats. Truth. I mean, you can buy a car. You can pay mm-hmm. one car payment, or you can buy a new bat. And so you can imagine they bought their kid this bat. They want to take care of it. They at least want it to go through the season, you know. And so this lady was telling a story that there was this one umpire, and it was described <laughs> as uh, what was it? Kind of his his demeanor was more like Rain Man, just very stiff, rigid. It's all business. But she said whenever the kid would, you know, you hit the ball, you throw the bat down, and you run like crazy to first base, and said he would every single time that happened. It was his mission to sprint to the get the bat, and but he wouldn't just give the bat a little toss to get it out of the baseline. Said he just raked it against the fence, and this happened time after time after time. Well, he looks like one of the old All, Hammer Brothers from Mario. He's just slinging. Yeah, you, you, you. yeah. And you can imagine three hundred dollars claim, three hundred dollars claim. And yeah. I just man, it, it tickled me thinking about. I mean, if I were in that situation, I wouldn't be right. But they finally had to address him. I wonder, I wonder what the deductible is on one of those because I know they got insurance policies on those things. Probably fifty a month. Yeah, that's. So thank you for that story. Uh, I can imagine that y'all were pretty heated that day. I want to end on something here. Speaking of officiating, let's talk about times when there was loss of control. Officials slash coaches slash you know just the whole thing was. Ugly. We watched a video earlier. Mm. The, it was a, it was a collegiate baseball game. Yeah, we don't know what was said by the pitcher or to the pitcher. It's a two run homer. Good shot goes over center field. As the guy who hits, evidently he has said something to that pitcher. A little taunting. Yeah, and the and the ump, he's aware of it. He points at somebody. I don't know if he points at the the one who hit it, guy who just hit the mm-hmm. jack, mm-hmm. but. When he makes around third, old pitcher turns into Ray Lewis, and he comes in and gives the prettiest form tackle I've seen in a long time. It was almost like a Reuben Foster. His, yeah, his soul left his Man, body. <laughs> it was a lick. Gonna, I'll try to include the. I'll try to link that video yeah. into the end of the show notes. We talked about that video at lunch today. And like, we need to have a thirty-second football clinic and show this baseball video on how to tackle. It was awesome. It was a thing of beauty. I'm not condoning this no, no, not classless act, but as far as form, dude's on the Dick Butkus watch list for next year. He put it on him. He did. He yeah. some, he Again, some. not supporting the 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 outrageous behavior right, of the pitcher. Right. It's just the hit. Control your emotions. Was, the form was wonderful, is what we're saying. Channel your aggression to another sport. you got a future on the gridiron so yeah yeah pitching doesn't work out linebacker is wide open i think i think everybody will agree it's an impressive tackle absolutely poor class yeah (laughs) man what a tackle what a tackle yes um so in the that we would call that as a loss of control i don't know that that ump could really take full responsibility um because you, you can see that he's warning him and he it happens so fast. Get in the way fast. of that missile. Yeah. 
but just in the spirit of things like that, unexpected events, do you know of any times, any times that you've ever seen loss of control, like it was a, that involved the umps or the officials or referees, maybe they were in jeopardy or, because I, I know of one that happened when no. I was in high school. Parish tornadoes, history of championships, history of dudes that would hurt you on the field. Mm-hmm. And then there's that old rumor about them. I don't know if this is just like a nationwide rumor for the people that are good. Though. Yeah, I heard they're playing ineligible players. They got men on the field. Maybe it's that they're just huge men that are strong and overpower other teams, and that's why they're so good. Who was knows? it because they saw him in the coal mine earlier that day before it, it the game? It could have been. I don't know. Who who knows? He was driving the rock truck. Right. But I'll never forget, In it was in <laughs> 1997, uh, Parrish was playing Westbrook Christian, a little 1A playoff game. And this was this was either – I think it was a semifinal. I think a, a game the, – the, the, the chance to go to the championship game was on the line. They played at Parish, and evidently the, the fan base did not like a call. And as the officials were walking off the field, some hooligans came from the stands, and they roughed these officials up. You mean they, they actually put hands they, on them? Yes, they, they did them dirty on the field. Good night. And they were put on uh, probation. They appealed immediately and won the appeal because it turns out that they were just local people that had no tie to the school there. They had no children in school. I guess they were just former disgruntled football players that didn't, they couldn't stand to see them lose, which makes me think of the old Bama highlight video from the cotton bowl. You remember that? Yeah. Off the Um, sideline. Yes. He's like, they asked him why he did it. He said, I just got too much Bama in me. I guess these boys just had too much tornado in them. (laughs) Tasmanian devil. They went out there and, but what I, I think has changed is the, the Federal amount law. of the amount of intolerance for that, because the the um, the association today, I, I think they don't care who you are or what the tie is. I think they look at that as a a lack of control by the institution or the facility, and they hammer you with sanctions. Same thing happened uh, between Jasper and Coleman. Uh, coaches fighting. Coaches came to blows um, after. Wow. That, that's been maybe ten years ago. Nothing but brings passion out like sports. You know right, that. man. Football produces a different side of me that I don't like. Mm-hmm. So, I, it may be time to me start easing my way out in the next couple of years. But um, Warrior and Corner, have you ever heard about that that brawl back mm-hmm. in the maybe 60s or 70s? Mm-hmm. Uh, evidently, Warrior and Corner didn't play for years. Now, this may have been the, the, the good old – the old Warrior sensationalization of the – is that a word? Sounded great. I don't know if it is or not. Sensationalizing or whatever. They 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 might have put a little bit of flair on it. But the the way I heard the story told was there was people laying on the field like twenty minutes after it was over. I don't know if that's true, but it's a long time. The, this, speaking of intoxicated coma. Humps, this, coma. Right. Coma. <laughs> coma. So it was blitzing after the game. So Man. um but they yeah, Warrior and Corner, evidently they didn't play for years after that, but then it turned into a, a rivalry again later on. But man, you just talk about some intense situations and that would go into that whole thing of the loss of control. Mm-hmm. Uh whether yeah. that be officiating, coaching, or I would I would really put the blame on the fans, loss of 
emotional control. It's always there. The jeopardy for that is. is always there. Sports, it's like it brings out a natural mm-hmm. something. I'm not sure, but it's it's there strong. If you don't believe it, you know, come watch us play softball tomorrow. I'll be on the sideline over there just trying to maintain my composure. I just don't think that we're wired to put our hands on each other in an in, in aggressive form and not feel some kind of temperance, you know, some kind of emotional blow up. We're just, we're, we're not, we weren't built that way. So we, it has to be kind of, you just yeah. have to really have control of your emotions. No doubt. So no doubt. Well, that's all I've got. That's all you got. That's it. That's all of our topics. I thought we had one more. Well, Dollar General, track meet, Blunt County softball, Wallace State, ref and ump stories. Mm-hmm. You got anything else? Man, I believe that is it. I believe that's it. But I've had a good time talking yeah, about it. We had some great things going on again in our little town. And uh man, I'm looking forward to that Dollar General being built. Yeah, what's what's coming up this week? We got anything good other than eight days of rain? Eight days of rain. I'm building the ark up there in Smoke Rise. Nice. Just in case. So if you got any animals, bring them two by two. Two by two. No cats. Right. Some of the animals went by sevens, that's right? That's it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, it's, that's easy to overlook if you're not careful. Yeah. But anyway, well, we, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. Tommy, uh, Tommy taught me that. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't. Bet you didn't. He taught but, you. But I do now, though. You do now. That's right. Well, hey, before we go, if you're still listening, I uh, want to ask you to share the show with somebody that you like, that you think would enjoy it, maybe a local person. Uh, we appreciate you guys, as always, uh, tuning in to the show. So until next week, until episode 12, I'm Philip. I'm Brad. This is the Hayden Alabama Podcast. Y'all have a good week.